This is... It's my show. But not my show. What's up, world changer? This is my show, but not my show with my man John and I, myself, Luando from South Africa. We are in Johannesburg right now as I speak. How are you, man? I'm doing excellent, man. I'm greatly blessed. How are you doing, bro? I'm doing well. <laughs> you can see. <laughs> I look excited. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it, it does happen, you know, sometimes people, they look at you like you look angry. But, you know, inside you are excited. And that's how I feel today. I don't know how I look on the outside. You can tell me. Mm-hmm. No, you look, you look good, man. Mm-hmm. You look good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's the lighting, okay. eh? But uh, <laughs> you okay. look better. That's good. How How's your day so far? <laughs> it's, no, no, it's good, eh? It's... Uh, it's interesting. Um, I don't know if the the audience know too much, but um, we we're doing a coffee shop here at the church. Yeah. And um, yeah, business is up and down. Eh? Running a new business, it's um, it's interesting. Uh, last year, towards the end of the year, people uh, obviously had more money; they were spending more. Yeah. And uh, now, January, February, it, it's an up and down thing. Eh? And towards now, you're looking towards more aggressive marketing things like that. So, we we're rolling out. Um, a seat sitting area and uh, i've been busy with that the whole day mm. so yeah i've been busy with work eh? tactic yeah i guess what the christians also work eh? yeah we also true do we that, have yeah. to work harder than anyone i think that's so yeah. the culture yes that's a, that, this is the lifestyle of a uh, of a christian examples yeah. and you say you sell coffee but i've never seen you advertise your coffee to me it's, a, it's, it's something that's new you know, you know um, they say that you shouldn't uh, you shouldn't sell to people who who already buy your products. It's just a waste of time. Okay, you don't sell to two people. People already yeah. buy because they'll get annoyed, or people who you know won't buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So unsellable. Yeah. Before we actually introduce our topic for our show, what we're doing right now. What is it like your best principle that you have learned out of doing business? Honesty, eh? Um, people just won't work with you if you're not honest. So I think that whatever it is that you do, whether you you're working up and down or um, whatever techniques or marketing techniques you employ, whatever uh, calls you involve in your in your in your company, whatever it is. Because uh, I used to work with my father in a, in a carpentry company as well. And the main thing is, is that the thing that keeps you in business, that keeps you alive is honesty. You always yeah. have to keep communication and keep um, talking to uh, your clients, uh, your authorities, your, your employees. And um, it, keeps you, it keeps you alive. Because mm. as soon as a customer or anybody around you loses trust, then, um, then you become uncredible and, and people no longer want to work with you. Yeah. Especially in a, in, a, in a high competitive environment as well, it's it's honesty, and um, yeah, ex- I mean, exactly that the way that the Bible describes it's that it's a it's a cage that locks you in. Yeah, you it sets you free. Yeah, when you speak the truth, and also I mean, I think as the world may not be as as forgiving as uh, as Christians as well, you make one one wrong move, they instantly point at you and they judge you more harshly as well because yeah. uh, they know you're a Christian. Yeah. I mean, like the, the, the stickers that you have on your cars, the crosses that you have everywhere. Mm. So, I mean, like it's not like we want to hide it, but it's rather obvious. Because mm. also, like the first word that you, <laughs> that comes out of your mouth, you know, as Christians sometimes, I don't know if it's being spiritual, but you just have that thing, in the name of the Lord. You mm. know, I don't know if they do it here in our nation. I don't know about in other places, oh. but you know, people when they greet you in the name of Jesus, how are you? Like they have the Bible also under the 
yeah. <laughs> in their hands. You know that. Have, have you ever done that before? Me, no, I've never done that. No. Mm. No, that's. I mean, like maybe maybe after reading <laughs> the Bible. Does it look good though? Because well, for me, it's not impressive to be honest. That's a fashion statement. If you're walking around like that, then it's like now now it becomes clothing rather than mm. <laughs> the usage for it. You have a Bible in your hands, but you never even preach the gospel to the lost people. Mm. Yeah, mm. it's kind of deep, ne? Okay, this is our show, the best show, a place to be where you get inspired. We preach hope. We preach the good news. Don't forget to visit our website www.activefm.co.za and also our Facebook page forward slash at activefm777, our Instagram page at activefm777 and also our Twitter at activefm. This is my show but not my show. So what do you have for us for this week, Mr. John? We're going into the book of Ruth and um, this, is a, this is a book about a very wise serving woman and I think that um, I think that she she exudes um, a great amount of uh, servanthood mm. uh, throughout her throughout the story that we follow her in and um, yeah so she's a Moabites woman and um, she's a foreigner from uh, from Israel and now the way that um, she gets included into the story is that there's a woman named Naomi she travels from uh, from Jerusalem from mm. Bethlehem and um, they come to the city of Moab and uh not so the, the land of moab and um when 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 they're there she has a, uh, her husband and her sons now her sons marry one of them they marry ruth mm. and um basically i mean they have a family there and at the time yeah. the, the the land was doing very well and they actually moved away from bethlehem because um there was uh, there was famine in the land yeah and um, during the time when they were together, it was doing really well in the, the, the land of Moab. And then yeah. the the famine also struck Moab, right? Mm. And then they had to go back to to uh, to Israel. Why? Because the both of uh, Naomi's sons actually passed away. Mm. And um, there was another daughter, Orpah. Yeah, they got it right. I think it's Orpah. Yeah. Mm. And um, did you say opera? No, no, okay. opera. Because <laughs> <laughs> checking, like, wow, <laughs> I thought opera has been existing since like <laughs> a thousand years ago. She's still alive. Today. <laughs> no, get uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, there they are more by Tess. I mean, like, you never know, you know. So, yeah. uh, anyway, so she actually had the, so both of them um, were encouraged by Naomi to actually leave the, the land of Mob mm. and um. To, to go to go into the into the country and to to not bother with Naomi anymore, because now Naomi's gonna go back to a land where um, and look the culture as well there as well very similar to how it is yeah, um, they will feel very out mm. in the land of foreigners mm. the cultures are different mm. and um, mm. she's no longer gonna be in 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 a land that's familiar to her, but um, so Orpa she she gave her um, she said her goodbyes so as she left and then uh, Ruth decided to stay with. Mm. Uh, with Naomi and they went back to Israel together um, and she, she actually the the way that Ruth um, handled herself where she said that she would she'd be with Naomi up to the point that she would even die mm. um, her, that was the, how strong her loyalty was to Naomi um, and she even towards the end she said that I will serve your God mm. and that, that was what is interesting to me is, is that um, what kind of character did Naomi exude mm. yeah. you know that um, Naomi, Naomi, that um, Ruth became attached to. Yeah. 
and um, so yeah, they went back to the to the land of Bethlehem, and um, so Ruth, um, when they when they came back to the to Bethlehem, um, there was actually Naomi's husband Elimelech. He had a um, a kinsman who named Boaz, who had, was quite a rich man in in Bethlehem. And um, so Ruth went to go gleam after the the workers, and gleaming is basically just yeah. to to pick up the the, the dried, uh, well, the cut wheat, yeah. and to pick it up after the the servants. And so she went after them, and she decided to to work amongst men, mm. which is not something that um, a, a foreign woman would just decide to do. Um, often there was the during the story you see that there were warnings of that these men might even molest her. Mm. And so she she took that courage to do so, and she never knew that uh, Boaz was was in this um, uh, was the owner of this land, and that he was even related to um, her her ex husband, her, her, her past uh, husband. And so she decided to do it anyway, and um, so she did it a couple of times. And uh, Boaz actually had come from uh, another another trip from 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 another land, and he saw the woman, and he he, he allowed her. To, to carry on gleaming from her and then eventually slowly but surely she gained favor with him and um, she gained favor to the point where he, he trusted her uh, in his house uh, with with the other maid servants yeah um, that followed as well and um, he basically protected her and Naomi's advice was say was to stay close to the maid servants because um, they would protect her from all types of dangers in there and and besides at that time, um, even though there was a, the Bethlehem was doing better, there weren't that many options. Yeah. Uh, especially for a foreigner. Yeah. In Israel, and um, it was simply her, her servanthood and her uh, her wisdom as well, the, her obedience to Naomi, and um, the decisions that she made. Um, yeah. It's it's to me when I look at that, a lot of people can say that's weakness. A lot of people, especially in the world today, can say that um, that's. It's uh, it's even sucking up, mm. but I think it takes courage to go up to, um, to uh, to go up to to somebody that you you're not even familiar with, um, that's yeah. that's outside of your your culture and your country, and to just do to do that, you need a, you need a different type of perspective, and uh, and I definitely believe that she she longed for the God of Israel, as also what she and she was given she was granted wisdom, yeah, for that. So basically, what what happens is that um, Boaz is now meant to redeem her, and that was the the, the his in his in his intention mm. um, to redeem. Well, that's what she wanted from him initially. Um, what actually happened is is that Naomi had given her advice to when he when he was sleeping after work, um, that to come lay at his feet, and um, in humility, obviously, and that when he were to wake up, she would he would notice her. And um, that now in, in, in Jewish culture at the time was seen as a, um, as, as a great sign of humility mm. and uh, servanthood. Mm. And so he noticed, he, he, was, he said, look, uh, lay with me until the morning and um, you, you, are, you have, you have fa- favor. Mm. And um, Boaz as well, for me to look at that as well, Boaz at any situation could have taken advantage of her. Mm. But he didn't. And... Um, he he as well stands out as a nobleman as well, and for me to look to look at that, I'm like, um, that's the type of men that women should be sorting after. Mm. You know what I'm saying. Mm. So there's that, and then we look at um, Boaz. Actually, he goes to a council of men in Israel. Yeah. Uh, 
who uh, who is um, who is actually the owner of the land that Naomi owned. Yeah. Right. And um, Naomi is obviously he, her her ex husband. He owned it. And uh, they get to the point of now saying, "Okay, look, will you buy this piece of land? Yeah. And um, and redeem Naomi. Yeah. And he says, "No, no, look, I will do that, and I will bring it to restoration." He says, and then. Now, obviously, Boaz he he put in word for for um, for Ruth. Say now, if you do that, and you must also purchase um, Ruth, yeah, to to bring her into redemption. He says, no, look, I can't do that because then I risk my own um, inheritance yeah. being lost. And um, so they they then Boaz stood up and, he, and basically he was he was said, no, look, I will do it mm. uh, if you will give me your um, your right because it wasn't his right to do that. She Ruth belonged to. Um, to um, the son of Elimelech, mm. and um, that was that was his right. So he mm. gave that up to Boaz, and Boaz took on the right. They they had a son. The son's name was was Obed, and uh, he was the father of Jesse, which is the father of David and the ancestor of Jesus Christ. So it's interesting here how, um, regardless of whether or not she was a foreigner, um, she was actually. Um, the one to carry the the the, the ancestor of mm. Jesus Christ, you know I'm saying, which is Obed, and um, he actually this this the son uh, Obed um, was the ancestor of King David, which is so crazy. So um, God doesn't really look at um, for me. This is what stands out for the book as well. Is that God doesn't really look at race and color and background. It's yeah. it's fully character. Yeah. And um, she was engrafted into the lineage of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And you know, I, I feel like talking about this book, there's nothing that you need to add. <laughs> yeah. Because the way it is, I mean, it's 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 clear. You can mm. you can read and just get it there. How this woman was like. Mm. And there are many like I can say views that I have. In a way, struggling to connect them, you know, to bring that point. But we actually call this uh, woman in purpose because of what um, she did. So, first thing that you learn about her is that she came as a slave, but she ended up as a as a mother of the house that she came into. Mm. But she came as as someone who was serving. And I remember my pastor saying this, you know. Servanthood never fails, never loses, but will always win. And it, it always takes me back whenever I, I, I read something about, you know, serving, that, you know, when God created the whole, the whole creation, what happened is that God was serving. Hmm. You know, God, uh, specific when God was creating the trees, before he put the man, he planted the garden for man, but God was actually doing what God was serving. You see what I'm saying? And for me, it's that thing to say, you know, in order to be in charge, why did she end up being in charge? Being, you know, um, she ended up being the owner of that field that she was working in when she came as a slave. But in the end, she ended up as what is the owner. Why? Because she was willing to what to serve. You see what I'm saying? So, and um, looking at the Bible, you know, you always see men. You always see men um, like David is, is overcoming Goliath and becoming a king from nothing, God raising up 
raising him up and you you also have like Samuel Moses Joshua all these guys like Abraham but for me this it's it's something that shows the purpose of of what the, uh, the purpose of a woman of what she can do you see what I'm saying because one of the things that if you look at that scripture is that they leave they go to mob but Naomi didn't decide that we're gonna go to mob the husband decided that we're going to mob because of the famine obviously that had to do with whatever fear that he had hmm. but now God would have taken Naomi right God would have taken Naomi but Naomi was still there even when two, the, the, the two sons passed away but she was still there and the reason why I believe is that she was not done with a purpose hmm. and the purpose was to raise a woman that will become the mother of a family of a family so she was not done and we can say in a way that you know ruth loved her mother-in-law which was naomi to a point that she didn't go back when naomi was like you know you need to go back because i'm not going to be able to look after you but she decided that i'm going to go with you but in a way kind of like you know you you sort of express yourself looking at the scripture but one of the things I think that comes into my understanding is that when she came into the house, she came into the house knowing that she is the mother of the house. When Ruth came into the house, she knew that, you know what, she is the mother of, what, of the house. She had that mm -hmm. character. And what happened, I can say in a way, she also learned a lot from who? From, uh, uh, from Naomi. Because one of the things now that you, 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 we look at is how Naomi will tell her that, okay, you need to go to Boaz and this is what you need to do. Mm. You see what I'm saying? But, and Boaz actually responds back. I'm going to read that scripture where, where he speaks about, you know, you didn't go after um, young men. Yeah. You know, you, you came for me. But there was a reason why she did that because she was directed she was discipled based on what on purpose that you know you don't just go for anything but you need to look for a man that is what that is purpose mm. you see what i'm saying so i'm gonna i'm gonna look at this and this actually when i read this man it moves my heart so that's ruth chapter 3 verse 7 says when boaz had finished eating and drinking was in good spirit he went over to lie down at the far end of the grain pile Ruth approached quietly, uncovered his feet, and lay down. Now, that's another thing. <laughs> so, Naomi has wisdom. And, but the problem is that her time has passed to do these things. Mm. But guess what? She can help someone else. Mm. So, the Bible says she uncovered his feet and lay down yeah so first thing that you learn about feet they actually present purpose and the fact that she uncovered the feet for me it's it's that thing to say she displayed the purpose of a man and that's what god created the woman to do to actually help the woman to fulfill his purpose you see what i'm saying and when she was there she actually uncovered that means your purpose should be shining mm. people they need to see your purpose and that's what she did 
she revealed she's like yeah she actually revealed the purpose of Boaz's by uncovering what his feet and then it goes on to say in the middle of the night something startled the man he turned and there was a woman lying at his feet it's like Adam when he was sleeping and then God made him sleep and he woke up hey there's a woman something <laughs> you know and um, he asked who are you I am your servant Ruth she said spread the corner of your garment over me since you are a guardian redeemer of our family the Lord bless you my daughter he replied this kindness is greater than which you showed earlier you have not run after the young men whether rich or poor yeah not after money this implies to say okay there were rich people and now listen to this and now my daughter don't be afraid i will do for you all you ask all the people of my town know that you are a woman of noble character hmm. so everyone <laughs> in the town knew about this woman and that she was a, a, a noble she had a noble character you see what i'm saying because of her character the society the community knew about her and the man replied to say you know you didn't run after this after this which means this woman was specific she was after purpose and now because of that that's what we actually need that's what we learn out of this that you know because of her serving because of her working hard and really believing in the lord now we already know that god planned this and god was actually able to bring her into it's a great promise you know being in the family line of jesus she she's like the mother of jesus mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying because jesus actually exists through her and that's that's what we learn about to say you know when we say go back to original design it's actually saying go back to self functioning in the original design because she was serving and there's no way that the the the, the promise of god would have continued without her mm. to a point that god made it like she was a need in order for the promise of god to to continue to continue without her because god would have used any woman mm. but isn't amazing that god when you have a seven heart and it's directed to god and god actually he, he uplifts you and then it takes you to the bigger purpose she became the mother of god's promise and yeah. and, and that's what we learn about you know it, it, she is i can say to our society she's everything because she's kind of like a person who says okay look you are a woman and this is a kind of man you need to go after but end of the day also her story actually shows about the men to understand that that had purpose was not into many things believed in god feared god and i mean this man did things uh, uh in order she didn't just say okay Ruth, you are here you know other men i mean other men they will say woman you you sleeping at my feet and guess what they that's not what we do in our days <laughs> women you don't sleep in, 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 at my feet to understand i sleep with you to understand but this is the guy who was like you know what i mean she, she, he would have done anything to her he would have raped her and maybe in a way I, I don't know what would have happened it was just them the two of them 
But I mean, the whole night she, he's with a woman, but he respected it. He decided, I'm gonna wait for you. And I think this is the right thing for us young uh, uh, Christians, you know, single people to say, this is a man who actually waited. Mm. You know, he waited and he did things in order. He didn't just go here and here and here. He had to go through the, I mean, go tell the elders, call them together. Even his um, older brother, know what you call his older brother, the person who had the, the privilege than him. He didn't just do anything, but he waited. You know, he did things in order. And at the right time, that's what happened. Mm. But what would happen? I mean, a woman is sleeping at your feet. What would you do? You see what I'm saying? But the fact that she slept in his feet, that means she was in his purpose. Mm. And in life, you don't want any woman. You, I, I believe personal for me, this is something that's very important to me. I don't want any woman. I want a woman that's in my purpose. And God places. He didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah. But as much as God... When, when, when Adam was there, was, uh, uh, God made him to sleep and he woke up and there was the right person. You see what I'm saying? It's the same thing. When he woke up, bah, there's Ruth. But God placed her there. Mm. And so that's, that's actually the thing. She, looking at her past, she went through some rough moments. I mean, the husband that died. And um, I don't think it's an easy thing. You see what I'm saying? But when God is not done, that's the thing. God is not done. Yeah. When you have given your heart to God, God actually uses that to, 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 to form you. And because she was faithful to, to the first thing that we learned about, she was faithful to the husband that passed away. She was also faithful even when he was not there. But she was faithful even to the mother-in-law. She didn't know what will be the outcome. But because of the seventh heart that she had, guess what happened? She was able to actually reach the fulfillment of God's promise in the life. And that's the thing that, you know, it's, it's easy sometimes to give up. It's easy to, to just say, you know, life sucks. And like uh, Orpa, she just left, but she didn't know what she was missing. You see what I'm saying? So that's, yeah. that's the thing. And it's that thing to say, you see where uh, uh, it seems like there's nothing. I've lost everything. But when you just carry on, with the things that God has entrusted you with and you become faithful with those things. And I mean, you end up in a place where you never thought you will be. And this is me closing uh, um, my speech, <laughs> my part. Um, if you look at this is Joseph. This woman is Joseph. Joseph came as a slave, but ended up as ruler. Mm. As much as Ruth came as a slave, you see what I'm saying? But ended up as what is a ruler. Because she became a ruler. Mm. And that's what God, it doesn't matter where you are. You just allow God to move in your life. And that actually will help you. So that's, that's the thing about this book. That you know, there's, there's actually so much that we, 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 we learn about this. And just to give you a short brief about what we're going to be talking about uh, next week. It's also about a woman. Uh, we have been mocked because the husband, the, the guy actually had two women. And uh, one woman didn't have children. And But how the Bible says she poured her heart, her soul to God. And what happened was that she got, the baby that God gave her was Samuel. Who, put, who actually put Israel together and gave Israel victory and presented Israel to, to, to God. 
And one of the things that you learn about these women is that they actually raised warriors. They raised people who are so significant in terms of history. David, I mean, is, is there. David from the, the family line of, of Ruth. And then you also have Samuel that David used to submit to who anointed David. But you can actually see how God reveals the purpose of what a woman is. And for me, I feel like, you know, women, they're being looked down at. And the problem, that's, that's why most, especially in Africa and Asia, we're in so much poverty because the purpose of a woman is not recognized. Because everything is like men, 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 men. You see what I'm saying? But there's really nothing that God is going to do here in Africa or Asia. I'm just saying, like, if you look at places like India, you know, you look at places like, uh, uh, like Indonesia, Malaysia, places like that, Africa, almost every nation. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's poverty, there's poverty in my nation. But until, you know, we actually have the identity that God has for women, I believe that God won't really bless us as a nation, as a continent. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, if, even our pastor says very often, he never makes a decision that his wife disagrees with yeah. him. And um, to that, that's... Uh, I mean, like it's it's making a, a disagreement with God basically. Mm. It's it's, it's in, on equal terms yeah. because she she has a function within within your purpose, and um, I think that there's a there's a huge amount of wisdom that that you're lacking when you don't listen to her. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not married yet, but uh, from what I see, like from my parents, from yeah. uh, my pa- uh, my pastor's marriage, mm. um, their children, um, the people that they disciple. Um, as a whole, um, it is. It's uh, relationships have been have been massively skewed, and uh, like you said, now um, women have are looked down on as a culture. And I think it's that they're not specifically looked down on. Is that um, Satan's goal and his plan is to destroy everything that God obviously yeah. has brought up, and so he's is is bringing up mm. what what women. Um, should not value yeah you know what i'm saying as, as a to make it make it the make it their world uh, their looks their features and things yeah. like that and, and then what you find is is that a girl who runs after that is that they like a barbie plastic on the inside almost mm. you know what i'm saying and yeah. it's that's if they're running for what yeah. the world forms them to be yeah you know what i'm saying yeah especially when you look um, like human trafficking that's taking place mm. and I cannot tell you the amount of women that are being abused you will be you will be surprised women mm. that are being raped that are being ab- abused by their husbands mm. and um, it's like even in media how women they are labeled you see what I'm saying where I come from so where, where, when I say where I come from I come from the world you know, you will use the, the B word. Whenever a woman <laughs> makes you angry, you will use a B word. You see what I'm saying? But they, for me, it's, it's nothing to say they're really not respected. Mm-hmm. They are obvious, not all. Do you understand? You come to church, you actually see that. Not all churches, by the way. But uh, uh, in the church that I am, I know women are, are respected. And we actually get shaped when we... Mm-hmm. We sort of, you know, don't do it in the right way. And um, most 
I can say voices that are out there. I mean, in politics, you, you really don't have like a, a voice of, of, of a woman. You see what I'm saying? And that's, that's what would happen if whatever political party or the, the leaders in parliament, they're not godly. Guess what? You will always have men raising their voice, but you, you won't have that much of women. You see what I'm saying? It's like a nation that's always led by, by uh, 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 men, there's a problem. Yeah. Because God never created men to, to rule, to lead without a woman. You see what I'm saying? So that's, that's, that's actually the thing. And um, I just love the fact. It, it, it gets me when the, the Bible says she uncovered his feet. Because for me, it's like she exposed his purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, she, she grew. It, it was something that was hidden. But because of her, mm -hmm. you know, her purpose, his purpose was just out there. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? He, he could function. You could know what he was created for. And which means, uh, I remember one of the preachers, he, he passed away, but he would speak about, you know, women are equipped. They, they, they're very equipped. You see what I'm saying? Nothing is impossible. No vision of men is impossible for a woman. Because God created the woman to help the men. You see what I'm saying? So that's, that's actually the thing. But uh, here we are. I, I think this is one of our personal, I don't know. <laughs> It's like one of our greatest songs, mm. and we I know it's gonna influence you. Um, either you're a man or you are a woman, mm. um, but God loves us. Yeah, and That's, just this is a closing piece from yeah. me. We're not encouraging that everybody has to get married. Yeah, I'm not saying that. We're yeah. saying that men and women should work alongside and fulfill mm. the purpose in God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you wanna get married? <laughs> yes, <Are you> so. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay john from this is my show but not my show wants to get married so yeah that's that's good man i always want to get married by the way this is my show but not my show a place to be this is your home where you get inspired we preach the gospel we have come to that time where now we give people an opportunity to accept jesus christ as their lord and savior because remember here we are we're speaking about a purpose uh, of a woman and how you know she she actually shaped history she shaped the future that we are in because we have jesus today and she lived in a way so that today we can have jesus and that's that's the thing to say you know when you accept jesus you actually lived in a way that people in 200 years to come they can have jesus in their lives because yeah. you're not just living for your your you know if you're just living for your lifetime to, do you want me to tell you the truth, John? What does it mean to be selfish? To be selfish means you live for your lifetime and you're forgotten. Mm, no, inherit, no, no, no legacy. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, if you look at, at a person like uh, uh, John Wesley, here yeah. we are because of John Wesley. <laughs> if you track everything, Mandela was, was educated by a Methodist church because of John Wesley. You see what I'm saying? He was, he was the founder of, of, of the Methodist church. So that's the thing to say, Christ obvious but christ lived for every minute mm. the, the the a minute in the future you see what i'm saying so that's the thing to say you know what through christ we're able to do big things so you can pray this prayer if you want to accept jesus christ as your lord and savior 
Say, dear Jesus, dear Jesus, I accept you. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. As my Lord and Savior, please come live in my heart. Please come live in my heart. I confess with my mouth. I confess with my mouth that you are the Son of God. That you are the Son of God. You were raised from the dead. You were raised from the dead. Taken to heaven. Taken to heaven. And right now, and right now, you are seated. You are seated at the right hand. At the right hand of my Father. Of my Father. Interceding for me. Interceding Baptize for me. Baptize me. Baptize fill me, me, fill me with your Holy Spirit. With your Holy Spirit. Thank you, thank you for the forgiveness, for the forgiveness of my sins. Of my in sins. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I pray. I pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah.